If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today on Soundtrack Alley, Tim Benson and I will be discussing the furtherance of the Resident Evil franchise, with this podcast being released on the day of the new movie. Also, facts on the original film and game. Enjoy! Tim, we've come to our first movie release for the year 2017. Resident Evil The Final Chapter comes out today in theaters. I thought it'd be nice to discuss the original film and game franchise as we go about this podcast. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on again. Um, new movie comes out today, uh, The Final Chapter. Hopefully mm-hmm. they, they stick to that. I love the movies, but you know, that's good. Final Chapter is good. And then also this week we saw the release of uh, Resident Evil 7, the game. Yes. Which is a return to both of these, both the movie and the game are kind of a return to the original. Yeah. Uh, The final chapter movie revisits the original mansion from the movie. Um, Some of the, the, all the cues are there for that final, uh, final scene. You get the tunnel, the laser tunnel from the original film. And then Resident Evil 7, the game, is a complete shift back to that survival horror of the original Resident Evil game. So, mm-hmm. um, that would be great to talk about the first first movie and first game. So Yeah. Um, I found that with one of the notes I had on the film, yeah, in the film for Resident Evil, after returning to the laser hallway, um, they find that the bodies have vanished. <laughs> And it's a direct reference to the game, uh, to which the bodies will vanish if you leave and then re-enter an yep. area. And so Kaplan's lines draw attention to this. And like in the games, after something is switched on or off, something else will happen later. And that happened in the movie. Like they would pull a switch and then you would see this different scene to where something unlocks or opens and maybe zombies will come out of that well the editing for the movie was just like the game where you'd be in you know hallway a and you'd hit a switch and nothing happens and the game would cut 
to a, a different section and a yeah. door would open and a monster would be released and as a, a, the player was um, unaware and mm -hmm. they did that in the movie and it was great you yeah. know it just like the movie is flawed definitely it is but it hits all it, the cues yeah. yeah it actually holds true to the games in a lot of ways yeah. and i mean that was the thing with the research that i did was when they even had the actors prepare for the film they had them play the games yeah to be able to get an idea of what they were doing and some of them didn't know if they could complete it in time and so they had video copies made of people beating the games and then watching it. Yeah. And that was my first experience with Resident Evil the game. Same here. Because a friend of mine would record the whole game, but as a, a story. Okay. Like he would record it, like doing all the right things to get you to the goal yeah. of the ending of the story. And we'd watch it. As kind of like a movie. Yeah, and you're talking the first game. Yes. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't have a video like that, but I had a friend who his younger brother um, was. I went over to his house one day, and his younger brother was playing it, and I went in. It's like two o'clock in the morning, and I'm in there like it's dark, of course, because it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm in like junior high or high school. I don't even remember. And his brother's playing it, and I'm just watching him play a video game, which sounds really dumb but that's what you used to do yeah um and it was terrifying <laughs> like, it was a terrifying game so i of course started playing it right away and i've played most of them mm -hmm. I, I maybe i missed one or two but i've played no no i played them all um, oh, okay. except as far as like resident evil one through six mm -hmm. um, they've obviously made a ton of offshoots and um, but the core games, I, I always pick them up. Yeah, and I found it interesting that the presidents of Capcom, Japan, and America made cameos as zombies in the film. Well, yeah, just like <laughs> wa just like Walking Dead. Like, there's so much potential to put people in, and so. Yeah, and originally they were going to make the film PG-13. Yeah. And yet... Uh, they knew that they needed to change it to be rated R uh, for just content and yeah. uh, zombies and stuff like that. So uh, I like the fact that the references for stars yeah. uh, from the first game, um, they even tried to have some of the uh, characters yeah. from Jill the games and... uh, tie into the movie. Uh, such as in Resident Evil 2 or the Apocalypse movie uh, they had Jill Valentine yeah. show up which was great yeah. because it, you're fully engaged well yeah it's, in it. it's really amazing how well the movies hit cues from the game like in the game you walk up to the desk and hit X and then you view the paper mm -hmm. um, and there's you know this headline and then in the movie they somehow pull off that same feeling, like the character walked up to the desk and hit X. Yeah. But it's it's seamless, and only people who played the games would realize would something happened. Yeah. Everyone else just thinks normal movie. Mm -hmm. um, so it was it was really cool that they were able to kind of seamlessly do that. So. Yeah, I found it interesting with the like the the characters Alice and then Spencer. Uh, they were fake. 
Yeah. I mean, they were fake husband and wife and in the movie, and it had reference to the, the game, the mansion being called the Spencer Estate. Mm-hmm. One of the founders of the Umbrella Corporation was called Oswell Spencer. Yeah. So uh, you have tons of these game well, yeah, references yeah. that re- reveal themselves in the movie. I just really found it more appreciative than what people may have looked at it. Yeah. I think uh, for me, Resident Evil was the first video game that that really took itself serious and and told us a, a real fully fleshed out story um and obviously the technology is what dictated that that they had the the ability to do audio video clips and and short movies and film and to the point where now movie or games are practically all movie you know mm-hmm. and then you go play some arbitrary thing but you're sitting there watching a movie i think Resident Evil 6 opens up with, I don't know how long, but it's, it's a pretty long cut scene of, of just video. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Resident Evil, the first game, it was it makes sense that it adapts to a movie well because it's such a cinematic franchise to begin with. Yeah, so. yeah. And what did you think of, say, Mila Jovovich's character? I think it's good. Um, you know, it's... I'm. It's nice that they have the one character through the whole franchise, all five movies. Um, There's six. Six? Is it six? Okay, well, however (laughs) many there are. um, I've been saying five the whole time, but it's they don't number them. You know, it's just Resident Evil blank. Um, But yeah, I mean, you have the same actress. You have a lot of the same production crew. The same. I mean, the director, um, Paul Anderson. Paul Anderson. Yeah. yeah, um, He's either been. I think he's written all of them. Um, and he's directed most of them. So you have a lot of continuity. Definitely don't have that continuity when it comes to the, the music. She does great. You know, again, she pulls off some really campy stuff without without it being too bad. Yeah, um, and also makes it look fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. You know watching like, that yeah. first movie with, uh-huh. like, the laser tunnel. Like, oh, man, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for those actors who have to had to do the laser tunnel so <laughs> yeah um she brings a little um class to to the whole thing so yeah exactly um i found that all the minor cuts and bruises that she gets are real yeah they're not put on she does a lot of her own stunts in a sewer scene she right hooked paul in the face giving him a black eye and by the end, she heard about three cast and crew members because she did all her own stunts. Yeah. They had a real problem with the dogs in oh. the film because they kept on wanting to lick and eat the meat off of them. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's one shot uh, of Alice's eye close up near the end of the film, and this is even to a direct reference to the original game. Yeah. To where you see these close shots and these looks of surprise or or terror even. So uh, I found it really unique that the first film and the game coincide so well. Yeah. Even though they were made years. Yeah, I mean, years it was 96 to 2002. Yeah. Well, it's in six years, but um, what did you think about the music 
the music like was very very good um for the movie um the game it's very surreal and very quiet yeah. like you have it's best to play the game at dark at dark well, because then you get the full effect but the game music is not very memorable you don't have any main themes you have all this uh ambient yeah. music and you get a lot of uh, sound effects, yeah. more or less, because it enhances that uh, feeling of like it's quiet and you're by yourself. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna disagree with you on one little part on that is that there is a, a theme to the original game, but it's just the opening. Oh, yeah, once you start yeah. playing, and I was thinking about this a lot like how challenging it would be as a composer to write music for a game that can just stop like you can be pleasant playing resident evil and you can just decide to hang out in this room for 30 minutes and do nothing mm-hmm. and that music has to just keep it keeps going, going. Yep. but the second you turn around and look at a window it has to change mm-hmm. you know like how challenging would it be to to write music that can shift so rapidly mm-hmm. to so many different variables um I, I can't even imagine. I, you know, and it probably is put in with like a computer program to where yeah, but the, it, it has to flow. It. Yeah, yeah, it has it to flow it, from yeah. one to the other. You open that door, the music playing has to change. instantly change to the to the new setting, without it being jarring. Um, mm-hmm. So I I really kind of admire. Uh, the, so the composer Masami Ueda. Mm-hmm. I'm probably mispronouncing. No, I'm not even. Probably. That's correct. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, pretty famous composer in Japan. In fact, he's done a lot of the game soundtracks. Yeah. Because yeah. even for six, he did the yep. game scout soundtrack for six. So, so when they, I mean, when they made the first game, you know, he was a known entity and just brought something. And the reason I, I say I disagree with you is I watched the Resident Evil movie uh, this week and. Manson's theme for the movie comes on and I instantly felt like I was playing that game Mm -hmm. just instantly just brought me back to that game so there I feel like there is that central theme yeah um, to the game I just haven't played the game forever and I play it all the time and like I want to play it right now Um, (laughs) so yeah watching that movie the opening parts to the movie where it's just just music just instantly brought me back to the game and mm-hmm. the the composer being the same or you know being well a, it was marco baltrami yeah who actually did the score um marilyn manson was brought on to add additional cues to the film uh for adding certain action yeah and, and he but he like cut that. the he cut the opening theme to the to the movie mm-hmm. um, that's baltrami probably made it better um mm-hmm. but manson brought that just sheer chaotic energy yeah. to it um, <laughs> exactly so yeah i, I look beltrami is all over the place like he has done so many movies just dominates the horror genre or um, even and, and action paranormal yeah like because he did Hell, hellboy hellboy i robot um the scream movies mm-hmm. uh, one of the crow i don't remember which one the salvation i don't know which one that is yeah 
nominated for two Academy Awards. I saw. Yeah, uh, so he's he's really well known in his genre. Yeah. Uh, for like horror scores or uh, even that uh, element. Yeah, and but I just thought it, I thought it was really odd. His two Academy Award nominations: Three Ten to Yuma and Hurt Locker. Mm. Like completely outside of his norm. Like yeah, maybe you should stick to these like high drama <laughs> movies like yeah. bail on the horror genre um, but yeah I, I read some mixed reviews on Manson's contribution mm-hmm. um, overall I think he gets some, some pretty good credit and I, I like it I'm a, I'm a Manson music fan uh-huh. um, so it was, it was cool to, to listen to that while you know to know he was in that so yeah I one thing I've always found with the games as well as the movies is that they've brought out the full uh, villainous way about the Umbrella Corporation. Um, even on so many things, there's all these ads in the game yeah. for the Umbrella Corporation. You see it up on billboards. You see everything about the Umbrella Corporation. And then in the movie, you get that as well. And it becomes a whole nother animal because it's the sinister organization that kind of takes over the government. Yeah. And that's through the whole movie series as well. Yeah, the Umbrella. Very uh, Terminator feel mm-hmm. to, to Umbrella. So. Yeah. Uh, also, I found with the liquors that were in the film, the movie Resident Evil, the creatures. The, okay. Is that what they're called? They the actu- yeah. They no, actually yeah. made two full-scale uh, creatures yeah. uh, for people to walk around in. Okay. So they actually had people in those suits, and one was more detailed than the other to be able to do more movements, and the jaw and lips could uh, open, yeah. and the tongue could extend. Hmm. So the other was for wider shots um, where the whole body was seen. So yeah. I thought that was really interesting that they still did some practical effects even though a lot of the effects were computer generated in some ways i mean you we found horror practical effects just have no substitute yeah and and it's getting closer and closer with digital um, effects but you go to practical and, and there's a feel you know a feel for something that's actually real i found another unique thing about this whole movie uh resident evil is the connections to alice in wonderland yeah um you have the main character named alice the computer named the red queen uh the red queen needs to kill someone who's infected so she's trying to get someone else to chop off their head. Uh, <laughs> and Alice in Wonderland, there's a uh, paperweight in the film. That's, oh, yeah. That's a Alice in Wonderland. There's the white rabbit used to test the T-virus. To enter the hive, they go through a mirrored door, like yeah. through the looking glass. Okay. The Red Queen also succeeds in cutting off her head, the medic in the laser hallway. And uh, there's a character named Kaplan, and he worries about time, as the White Rabbit right. does. And also, Matt, uh, the character, one of the characters in the game, is sitting on the ledge when Rain and JD hear the first zombie. 
and it's mentioned as a reference to the caterpillar. Okay. So there's all these different references to Alice in Wonderland and how it plays a part in the movie. Yeah. Another Alice in Wonderland reference is the fact that Alice wakes up in a bathroom and she's lying next to a, to a chest-formed floor. Oh, yeah, the, the, the floor of it. The floor of the uh, mansion. And this implies that Alice is right uh, there at the beginning of her journey, like a pawn at the beginning of a chess game. Yeah. And it truly is that way through the whole movie franchise, is that even with this final film the final chapter there's a lot of strategy to these films to where they blended it and drawn out the characters you get the main villain of wesker and originally you think that he's just one guy and then they clone him yeah (laughs) great video game you gotta clone people Yeah. yeah so um i i really found this the movie and the video game to coincide really well yeah and a lot of fun a lot of action and you get a lot of thrill from different scenes in the movie that remind you of the game yeah yeah i think um as a fan of the game i can't look at the movies in any other way um there's so much fan service to the to the games but it's seamless um, it doesn't, the movie isn't sacrificed to do it, mm-hmm. um, but the movie plays its own, plays its own cues as well, so. Yeah, so. I, I enjoy, I enjoy them. Um, I can't believe there are six of them left. Like, <laughs> I clearly have missed a couple. Um, yeah. but it's one of those, like a Rocky movie, you mm-hmm. know, there's, you can make as many of them as you want, they're all going to be enjoyable, because it's such a core story that they go off of, so. Yeah, uh, I noticed one last little tidbit here that the body count was 88. For the first movie? (laughs) Yeah, and uh, that Paul Anderson had hired these two composers, uh, Marco Beltrami and Marilyn Manson, because he wanted something edgier. Kind of what may have appeared in John Carpenter's early films, Yeah, uh, such as... Escape from New York, um, The Thing. Yeah. There are several others that I can't really think of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Manson definitely brings an edge to it. So and... that's what I'd like to do now. Yeah. Is be able to bring out some cues from the Resident Evil 6 game. The suite I have is going to be consisting of the main theme, uh, Through the Fatal g- Gas, Requiem theme, and then results ada and so these these are parts of the resident evil 6 game um do you have any thoughts regarding that game you know the first we talked about this the first couple games the music was kind of built for during gameplay Mm -hmm. um and so we're pulling out tracks from the sixth game which is much more cinematic there's a lot of cut video cut scenes and these all of these are from those cutscenes. So six just has better—I don't want to say better music, but it's something you could listen to, yeah. As opposed to like the original, which is just endless loop music. Yeah. So uh, kind of a, a reason why we're playing music from six and not one, because nobody wants to just listen to music from one. No. Uh, <laughs> so. All right. So let's play that. 
So in this last part of this queue, what I'd like to do is separate it with two queues. Um, I've got music from the Resident Evil movie uh, by Marilyn Manson. So I've got three specific tracks that I'd like to play for that. Um, it would be uh, the prologue um, and main theme, which is great. Mm. And then you have cleansing, and then you have the mansion reunion. So those three will play now.
We're all gonna die down here. No. We're getting out. All of us. The last three cues I have is a special surprise, actually. It's four. Um, we have music from the final chapter Resident Evil movie. Six. Resident Evil 6. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it is consisting of This Is My Story... The Turbine Sequence, Laser Corridor Revisited, and finally, The Run to the Crater. And so these pieces of music really tie up kind of some loose ends. And you get even a little bit of Mila Jovovich talking at the beginning of This Is My Story. It really kind of gives you the finality to the series. And I should say, these are... Um... Paul Hasslinger. Yes. Here. Paul Hasslinger has done music for Underworld and... Shoot 'em up Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Many shoot 'em up movies and more darker 
yeah. films. He does uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, yeah. the TV show, and he does uh, a ton of video games. He's so. really well known for yeah. his film scores and, you know, for video game yeah. scores, and he's a very excellent composer. So that's concluding our episode today, and what uh, we can look forward to next time is I'll be having Eric Woods on my show once again with Cinematic Sound Radio. And we will be discussing Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, I want to thank you all for tuning in to this special episode. And enjoy, and happy listening. My name is Alice, and this is my story. The end of my story. My story. My story. My story.
Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley, the podcast. I hope you take some time to review my podcast on iTunes and also listen to it on Podbean. And if you leave a review or rating on there, it'll help us get noticed on iTunes. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Also, if you want to leave a comment, question, or concern, please email me at soundtrackalley at gmail.com and enjoy looking at my blog at soundtrackalley.com.